Did you know that Can We Be Real's first birthday is coming up in the middle of May? And we wanted to say thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And also, there's a birthday present that you can give to us, and it's absolutely free. You know that follow button on either Apple or Spotify? 63% of the audience who listens to this podcast have not hit that button yet on either of those platforms. And our goal is to get that down to 50% so that we have at least 50% of our audience who have hit follow on either Apple or Spotify. This helps us move up the charts. It helps us to grow, which means we can invest more money in making this podcast even bigger and better in our second year. So if you can help us reach our goal of 50% of the audience, that's another 13% of you who listen right now, hitting that follow button on Apple or Spotify to help us to continue to grow, that would be the best first birthday present ever. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I like Byron a lot, but I love uh, Port Douglas. I love it so much. I agree. I love North Queensland a lot. I've said that before. And uh, I've sort of really fell in love with it when I went up there with a radio show do you remember the, the Baz Luhrmann movie Australia? Oh, yeah, with Nicole Kidman and, uh, and Hugh, Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's, God, it's a shitful movie. Yeah. Oh, it's bloody I can't remember anything awful. that happens. Lots of horses. Oh, it's just weird. It's kind of, I think it's about the bombing of Darwin or some shit, I don't know. But actually, I have to say, though, Hugh Jackman is another guy like um, Matt Damon in that I've met Hugh Jackman. Loves the echo. <laughs> sure he does. But I've met Hugh Jackman many, many times just in terms of interviewing him for things. And he is also very engaged in every conversation. Like you feel like you're having a genuine conversation with a guy mm. and it can veer off into a hundred different directions because he's never, he's never, you know, some people just sit down when they're prom- promoting something and they just have the same conversation over and over and over oh, again. Oh, mate, Hugh Jackman will give you everything. I mean, yeah. if he'll, he'll go on Oprah and, and yeah. he will he will flying fox into right. the interview. Do you yeah. remember this yeah. when he injured himself? Yes, that's, that's right. That's the effort that he will go to right. for Right. But then the next thing, he will come into a radio studio in Brisbane and stay for an hour and, and chat. chat about his kids, about... 
uh, his pets, about his gym workout that morning, just about anything. Like the conversation Mm. is such a normal conversation. It can flow. He's an Aussie. In any direction. Mm. He's a genuine, generous, really lovely guy. Mm. And so when I was on radio in Brisbane and um, they were coming to Queensland to make this movie, you know, um, they were making it in Bowen. In uh, up near the um, the reef, you know, up near those islands up there, mm. the Sundays, And so we convinced our bosses in the radio uh, network to let us go up there, to go up to Bowen. Like, we didn't have any connections or anything. <laughs> we were just like... <laughs> we should go to Bowen. Just let us go up there and we'll find... The we'll set. Fi- we'll, we'll find it. Yeah. We'll find the set. We'll find Hugh Jackman. Mm. Just, just let us go and we will just we'll make it happen. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. They flew us to Bowen. They mm. flew us to Proserpine and then we drove uh, to Bowen mm. and we stayed in a motor inn. I think we were there for about three or four nights. Yep. We broadcast. We had a, some little box thing that helped us broadcast. In the movie, there is a pub, a huge pub on the corner mm. of the little town. We were broadcasting up in but- the top of that pub while they were shooting the movie around. That's how close to the set in you the were. In the street. We were on the set. You were broadcasting from the set. We were broadcasting. You, is that how you were selling it to the audience? Yeah. Guys, we're live from the set of Australia. There's a scene in the movie where they're driving um, like- Are you uh, Tell me, uh, uh, do we need to go through the movie and look for you in the movie? No, okay. no, no, no. But, but I'm, <laughs> I'm in a scene, but we're inside. Right. Um, there's a scene. This is how funny it was. Like, because it's Bowen, it's this country town where everyone's just kind of doing their own thing yeah. around the movie. So, because the pub's a real pub, like mm. it's, it's an operating pub. So they've dressed it up to look like it's in 1940, whatever. And there's a scene where they drove, because um, Hugh Jackman's character is a drover. And so they've got to push, I don't know, a thousand head of cattle down the main street of this town. Mm. While they were, <laughs> and they, it was real, there's no green screen. They're actually pushing a thousand head of cattle wow. p- past this pub. We were upstairs in the pub while that was happening. We were peering through holes in the... It was like they'd covered the windows in tin. Sure. It was like rusty tin. And I can't remember if we were on air or if we'd finished, but we were up there watching all these real cows and and they were filming this scene going past us. And... um, so we found out as through the course of our day as we're just whirling around town chatting with people and drinking beers in the pub and having counter meals in the pub and all that, that uh, every morning at like five, Hugh Jackman and his personal trainer did a couple of hours at the gym. There's one gym in the town in, in Bowen mm. and Hugh had a key. The mm. gym owner had just piffed him a key. And so him and his trainer would go in there every morning and do two hours before shooting started. So... Uh, Lutzi, who was on the show, he just went down there. <laughs> Working out. the gym. Yeah, because we're on air at six. Yeah. So he goes, all right, guys. I'm... So he's on air, on the phone. Mm. And so we're just on air and he's just going down there. He's going, okay, okay, you guys, okay, I can see it. I can see it. Mm. I can hear it. He can hear the music's pumping in there. Mm. Um, he goes, I'll try the door. Yeah, the door's unlocked. Mm. He just walked in there. Mm. And Hugh and this guy are just like working, working out. out. And Hugh, and we're thinking, okay, now is Hugh going to get the shits that we've interrupted his workout? Hugh was so great. Hugh was great on the phone. Then he came back to where we were and sat with us for like an hour chatting with us about anything. Just chat. I love that. He's sitting there in his sweaty shorts and his singlet. 
and just cut short his workout and yeah. had a chat with us. And, and then he was telling us, he goes, you know what you've got to do? Mm. Go and have a look at where Baz Luhrmann is staying. He goes, it's the funniest story. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see in your life. He was telling us it's the most beautiful mansion up there mm. in, in Bowen, you know, because it, it's got this incredible unimpeded view of the ocean. It's just this. So he said, I'm not going to tell you about it. Just go. Mm. So we get we jump in the cars afterwards and we drive up there and then someone this lady took us there. He said he gave us a lady. Hugh Jackman gave us a lady <laughs> to take us there and tell us the story. And we get there and she shows us that it's this incredible stunning all white mansion. Mm. And it's got all these windows, floor to ceiling huge windows and they just had this uninterrupted view of sand and the ocean and the sky. Yeah, beautiful. When Baz walked in there, he took one look at it and he said, I can't, I can't live in here. I can't, I can't be creative in here. It's too distracting. Too bright. It's just the view, everything was too distracting. Mm. So, and they said, well, there's nowhere else for you to stay. So he made them, he sent people out to get black fabric and cover every window. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so this is beautiful white house with all the windows blacked out. Wow. And that's where he stayed. That's where Baz stayed for like three months while they made the movie. It's wild, isn't it? Like It was a uh, wild time up there, man. Mm. It was just like... And Hugh Jackman is the... I mean, I've never met him, but I feel like if he was to walk in here right now, the converse, I, I feel like I'd just be able to talk. You can. Like, he's just a guy that, yep. you know, yes. even though I know he's one of the biggest actors in the world. Yeah, you totally can. He just feels very He'd walk in, approachable. G'day, mate. Sorry, what's your, Matt, is that Matt, you're Matt? Shake yeah. your hand. G'day, yeah. mate. Yeah. What's this? What's yeah. that? Oh, what's that thing do? All right. Yeah, great. Mm. Yeah, he's brilliant. He mm. is just the best guy. Baz is like a vampire. Baz is mental. Yeah. Baz is nuts. When their kids were little, he and his wife, Catherine, is it? They spent every weekend in um in a hotel in Sydney. <laughs> That's she, pretty cool. She's a fashion, she's a costume designer. Costume designer. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. She's yeah. won an Oscar for yeah. costume design. I saw that. Yeah. Mm. So she does all the design for their movies. Mm. But yeah, I mean, he's very, very good at what he does. Mm. But I love that idea of like every weekend just clocking out, see you kids, and going <laughs> staying in a five-star hotel, the two of them. Yeah. And that was their time. Good times. Yeah. Let's get into secrets and sparkles. Please. Uh, if you've got a secret and you want to share it, you know what to do. Just go to the link in the bio. Uh, let's get straight into this. Secret number one. My best friend of 16 years has been going through a really rough battle with breast cancer. Um, I've obviously been there every step of the way to help and support whenever. But unfortunately, she is terminal at this stage. I've been spending quite a lot of time with her family and her kids and her partner. And I guess the more time you spend and the more you kind of grieve for someone as you're going through this, you build a strong connection with the people around you. And it's so... I can't believe I did this, but... I did make out with my best friend's husband. Nothing else happened, but it's been eating away at me. I just feel like the worst human in the world. And it's my biggest fear that he will say something before she passes. I'm so ashamed that this has happened. Hmm. 
This is not uncommon at all. Not uncommon at all. I have more than one friend who has not, I don't know even how to word it, um, uh, I don't know how to word it without it sounding judgmental or I just don't want to put any kind of negative spin on it at all, but who uh, who has not remained faithful yeah. to their terminally ill partner sure. all the way up yep. until the end. And it's when you say it's more common, mm. because the partner is going through it as well, right? Yes. The, 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 they're, they're grieving, they're going through yes. all the emotions, right? And yeah. so then- It's incredibly emotional, it's incredibly lonely. Yeah. Um, you know, when we're seeking comfort, mm-hmm. um, comfort with another person who's close to you can turn into sex, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also in a couple of cases that has turned into a long-term relationship with mm-hmm. the other person. Mm-hmm. Also, when an illness is long, a terminal illness is long, also I used to do volunteer with palliative care, so I've like been along with families and like a lot of families mm-hmm. um, during the terminal phase of people's lives and just kind of observed it with varying degrees of closeness to them, depending on how they wanted it, their volunteer to be with them, you know, but relationships change, you know, when someone is terminally ill and their body's breaking down. And sometimes that happens pretty quickly over the course of months. Sometimes it takes years. The relationship changes mm. and oftentimes the sexual side of the relationship and that kind of relationship ends a long time before the person dies mm. and it becomes more of a friendship or becomes, you know, a different kind of relationship. So they can still love each other a lot and they can still be very, very committed to each other, mm. but not, it's just a different kind of relationship. So uh, uh, not wanting this to come out and the terminal person finding out being, you know, a bad thing. I wonder if it's a good thing if the person finds out before they pass away because the person that is still living, let's say you know this, the person passes away in the next six months, the person that is still living, knowing that they knew mentally for them, that's uh, it would do, be, you know, look, do you know what I mean? Like, it would be ideal if the but it's really unfair on the person yeah, totally. who's passing away. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can tell the sick person. You can't. And also, you no, can't tell the sick person. No, no. And also, terminally ill per- people are generally on a lot of medication, and. Um, their medication gives them side effects, which means they need other medications. So they're on just like shit loads of drugs, right? So it's really difficult to have any kind of like it can be really difficult to have conversations with them, and the, and the emotions are so high anyway. I don't think you need to add another emotional conversation. I think what would be ideal would be if if the dying person said, which a lot of people do, I know, or even just said. Hey, I want you to have another love in your life. Mm. Um, you know when you and they recovered, do that a lot. They do a lot. So it w- w- perfect scenario. Do you would think be, they mean that? Yeah, I think so. I think, and I know they do. I've known they mean people. It. I've known people who do who are dying young, who really say, "God, I hope he marries again." And the guy will be saying, "No, I never will. I can't. I can't. I'll never get over this." And they'll be saying, "I really hope," especially if they have little kids. You know, they'll be saying. God, my worst Fucking fear hell. is that he'll never remarry, he'll never find another partner, that he'll just wallow forever and, mm. you know. So, yeah, I think most people do hope that their partner, particularly if they're young, will rebuild. Mm. Um, 
But my, yeah, my first thing would be, no, you can never. And I think it's selfish. I think if he if he told his wife that he had pashed on with their friend, so just be selfish, just like trying to relieve your own guilt. It's not going to help you die. Yeah, life. I know. That, that, you're right. It's extremely selfish. But I can hopefully relieve you by saying it's very common mm. and I have known of uh, at least half a dozen cases where a widow or a widower has gone on to have a relationship, a long-term relationship with a friend of the family who supported them through the the last stages of the death. Has to be a very strong person to say that, as in, I'm just trying to put myself in the dying situation right now. Would I say to Yulia, hey, you know what, go and find someone? I think I'm I, I'm not doing that. Things change when I'm you're not, dying. Right, yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm not lying there going, I, I just don't think that's... Yeah, look, you just... Uh, but you, yeah, like you yeah. said, there are people that do it, but I think it takes an extremely strong person yeah. to be able to... Because you, you're basically you're admitting to yourself you're dying. Well, that's it. Yeah, that and, has and, to come first. Yeah, but yeah. does... Yeah. Yeah, and you don't, you know, you don't want to do that um, for a long time because you want to try and survive. Hmm. So, And that takes a certain mindset. These are the last yeah. months. Yeah, you know, um, you have to... Not everyone gets to that mindset, certainly. My father never got to that mindset of accepting mm. he was going to die. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I think when people can get to the mindset of accepting that it's happening mm. and then they just start looking at the world very differently yeah. and looking at everyone differently mm. and um, and then a lot of people will say to their partner, will start thinking of course, lovingly again about their partner and their family yeah. and thinking, okay, what can I do? To show love, yeah. Mm. What do I want for them after I'm gone? And then, yeah. But mm. it's it's a it's, it's such a great, fascinating um, experience to be around dying people. Mm. It really is. To you, do don't, that. you don't mind it? No, you, I really enjoy it. it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can. I know that it. sounds insane, but it's not as morbid. People aren't as scared. You think, oh, is everyone screaming and climbing the walls? And it's not as fearful as we imagine it to be. People aren't. Acting. So what is it? Like what is it when you're in a room? It's with- really profound and everyone's more thoughtful and um, it's more about that. It's more about people just suddenly going really deep into, th- in, into oh, okay, wow, fuck. Hmm. Is, it, wow. is it like the movies where you're talking about your favourite moments in life? and, and Lots of that and lots of friends. Friends will come and stay. So when I'm volunteering, I'd go once a week usually to spend a day with someone or an afternoon with someone so that their major carer at home could have a break, mm. could go out, or maybe I'd take someone out. There's one lady who used to like me to take her to the local shops for a coffee and she was in a wheelchair, so I'd push her around, just go for a wander up and down the shops and then we'd have a coffee. And um, she was a lot of fun. She was quite young. She was in her 50s and um, one week she was so excited because her best oldest mate was coming to stay Mm -hmm. for like three nights or something and she lived in Queensland and we were in Victoria and so they didn't get to see each other physically very often, you know, and so they'd been mates for 30 years. And so it's things like that. It's like – and then the following week she was telling me about it, how, you know, and so they – Sat around, looked at photos, laughed, cried, reminisced, got drunk, cooked. Just it's all that. It's very and, and you know had the deepest conversations of their lives. Just really talked about things that they had talked about that they hadn't talked about. Really got philosophical about how many life. people. How many people have you been around dying? Oh, 
probably do you think a dozen maybe? And, and what- but also you got to remember when I was little, yeah. Um, I went through a five probably five year phase of a lot of very close relatives to me dying. Right. Um, because I had from, no from illnesses. Yeah, yeah like they right. were elderly. Like. Right. I had no aunts or uncles. My parents were both only children. Mm. And the closest, our family, close family was made up of my, of their aunts and uncles and their parents. So I spent heaps and heaps of time with elderly people. And then from the time I was about eight, they all died. So from eight till about 13, the closest people to me were dying, Hmm. were very, very sick and dying. So it's sort of, I think that really taught me about- Dealing with it. About dealing with it and about being being with people who are close to death. And being okay with it. Yeah. Not being uncomfortable around it. No. And you know how elderly people talk about dying all the time? Hmm. (laughs) They talk about, when I go, make sure you do that and make sure she doesn't get that and make sure, you know, they're just like so pragmatic about it. Hmm. So yeah, and, and what I guess when you've been around people when they're dying, what's the thing that they, what's the most common thing that most people do reflecting back on their life? Do they do they have regrets? Do they? It's more fun, fun things and looking forward, looking, looking forward. forward to who's coming and um, who's coming. Yeah, because people come to them, people come to visit, people go. Oh, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of oh, Pat's coming tomorrow. That'll be good, and because people. Oftentimes people who haven't made that trip, who've talked about coming to stay with them, just mm. never gotten around to it, finally come. You know, like, oh, I haven't – Jean hasn't come in 10 years. She always means to. Well, she's coming to stay for three days. and Or their kids who live interstate who haven't actually come to visit them in years mm. are coming. So there's lots of that. So there's actually lots of joyful – Oh, and so and so is coming tomorrow, and mm. and then and all the kids are going to be here together on the weekend. I can't remember the last time they were all here. Mm. So there's actually lots of that. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, you're getting upset. Oh, <laughs> that's really nice. No, 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 totally. And also the people themselves are in just in a different mindset. Mm. You know, like yeah, they go through bad days, but. Mm. I just uh, I think the thing that's that got me there is how death can yeah it'll force people to go fuck I'll go yeah yeah it forces <laughs> but us how all much to... how much everyone just you know let to get to that point yeah <laughs> yeah well we're all busy yeah oh, but that's shit isn't it it is but that is life yeah. and um you know we no one really understands that's what Buddhism's all about really mm. you know in Buddhism we're taught to um, meditate on death which sounds crazy and dark but actually the point of that is that once you really accept that you're going to die it changes the way you think about living Mm. and so that was part of why I took this went and did this volunteering was to help me meditate on death and it's because we don't think about we don't think things are ever going to end until we're slapped in the face with it fuck my mum is about to end Mm. like I never thought that was ever going to happen yeah so when she says, oh, aren't you coming home for Christmas? We go, no, I haven't got time, Mum. Fuck, mm. I've got to do this and that and this. That. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't got the money. I haven't got the money. Just do it. Yeah, because she is going to end. Everything's going to end. Mm. Everything's, yeah. All right, well, uh, let's get on to our next. How do you file that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need a new desktop. Made bags cry. <laughs> um, 
Oh, look, it's perfectly understandable and, and you mustn't beat yourself up and because I have seen it more than once and you've got to comfort each other and just get through this any way you can. It's one of the hardest things you'll ever go through in your life, mm. helping someone die. Mm. Let's get on to the next secret. Uh, my secret is about 12 years ago while I was at uni, I was male escorting to put myself through uni and help with the cost of living and um, I stopped after I almost graduated from uni and I've never thought about it since. Um, anyway, I, I met a, a really nice guy who I really, really like um, and we've been dating a few months. Um, I took him back to introduce him to my family and they got on really well and he took me back to his family's and his father was one of my regular clients that I saw when I was male escorting. And I've also slept with his brother on a one night stand. His brother is now married with kids. It's just, I just don't know what to do. I don't know if I should come clean and tell him the truth. I haven't even told him that I was a male escort. I really, really like him. I couldn't really see myself settling down with him. Um, but, oh, my God, I was I was in total shock. Fuck. I was not expecting that. Oh, my God. I think you'd have to talk to the dad first, don't mm. you? I don't think you can tell the son first your dad was one of my, like. Yeah, that's just going to tear the family apart, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't think you can say I was a male escort. I'd say that Maybe for what order? This is the thing. What order are we going to go in? Well, male, I think male escort. Okay. Male escort, aren't you? Yeah, going... yeah. I was a male escort because that's got to be fine, surely. Surely Well, that's uh, be maybe not fine. Why you not, know, though? No, no, but you know what I'm saying. Well, I don't know the other person and how they're going to react. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying, but the thing is, it's it's definitely the the thing that's the least shocking. I'm going to be very stereotypical <laughs> here and say that I think gay guys usually have slept with a lot of guys. Yeah, but it's it's not about the it's, – it's it's more about just the it's, – it's dad – Oh fuck! It's <laughs> that's, that's totally the, that's what I'm saying. It's the so shock. surely, surely I I did a bit of escorting during uni. Surely that's got to be fine, uh, right? Yeah, we can get over that. And, and then leave it for a bit. Totally let, let that fester. But then I think next port of call has to be <laughs> put a few put a few X's on the calendar. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he has to speak to the dad next and go. All right, what are we doing here? Well, he knows. I think he has to go to the dad and go, listen, I'm really serious about your son. I'm really, I think I really love your son. This doesn't, it also doesn't make sense. The dad must have addressed this at some point or was the dad just going, oh, geez, I hope this never. I know, well, he's, like, or his dad's just, this guy's just shitting himself, I reckon. He's just quietly over there in suburbia going, fuck. Because he must be acting straight. He must be like pretending to be straight yeah. over there. So he's just. Does he's just he's probably our next secret? I suppose he, like, you know, like he's just like what the fuck? Yeah. Well, he'd be hoping they just break up. Surely, surely he's think he'd be hoping he'd be thinking he'd be saying bad shit about him, Mabia. Probably just like oh fuck this guy. I don't feel I like it's a good vibe. Get a weird vibe from him. I don't yeah. know. Or maybe he's just thinking oh look, hopefully they'll just break up. Hopefully this guy will understand that this can't happen mm. and we'll just dump my son. Yeah. You know. Mm. Meanwhile. What about the brother? Mm. Fuck me. That must be a hot family. <laughs> 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 oh.
Um, well, no, because they're, they're paying for it, aren't they? So well, dad is, but the other, but the other brother was just a one nighter, just a one night stand. Oh, I've just had a big swallow. I mean, it's just a lot. I'm just it like, it is a lot oh, for one family. I don't know, bags. Let's, Can any good come of this? No, are, not really. Are we just like drawing a line under this and going, spending the rest of our lives going? Yeah, I. There was one that got away who I was, was so into, but I mean, it was just. I fucked his dad. Possible. I fucked his dad <laughs> for two hundred bucks. Yeah. And then, and his brother. Mm. For free, but I mean, I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't find a way. Is there it. a town in Australia that you feel like this is happening in? Oh, like, I mean, is this, is this is oh, Adelaide? Mackay. I think this is Adelaide. Right, okay. this is Adelaide. This has got the torrents <laughs> written all over it. <laughs> this is happening. I think it all happened by the yeah. torrents. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. This has got what's that street down the middle of Adelaide? Oh, the mall's balls. <laughs> 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 so Rundle Mall. This is, is that what Rundle, you mean? Rundle Mall. Rundle Mall. Oi, yeah. oi, oi. I've got such great friends from Adelaide. Limo's from Adelaide. Justin yeah. Hamilton's from Adelaide. Great mates from Adelaide. But and great wineries. You, of course. Parking great wineries. And what yeah. about that weird German town up in the hills? What's that called? Harndorf. Don't even know about oh, it. Oh, love it. Harndorf. Harndorf. It's right, okay. like get up it's there great. and just put on some lederhosen and just it's like. Harndorf. Yeah. Okay. Have some white wine and mm. just pretend you're in Bavaria. Okay, great. Well, how do you file this one? Oh, fuck. It's a, it's, a, it's a good luck you fuck. Adelaide's a wi- Yeah, it's totally it's, good fucked. luck you fuck. Yeah, but you're, you're like, good luck. Take your boyfriend who you really love, take him to Harndorf for a dirty long weekend and then say, say, say. <laughs> Mm. Sayonara, uh, weirdly, for Harndorf. <laughs> well, what, what is goodbye in German? Uh, auf Wiedersehen. There you go. Auf Wiedersehen. Tschüss. Damn. That's the camp way of saying goodbye. Mm. Tschüss. All right. Uh, this is secret number three. So there's this guy at my work and I just hate him. Um, <laughs> he does less work than me and gets paid more than me <sighs> and he's smug and annoying about it and I just hate his whole vibe. So I just do shit to annoy him back. Right. Um, like I move his lunch around in the fridge to different <laughs> shelves to confuse him or um, I might take his pens from his desk, which, you know, I just know that that kind of bugs him. Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes I unplug his laptop just so it's never fully charged. Just little things to kind of mess with him. Yeah. But it gives me so much satisfaction. Love it. That's the worst when, you, when your laptop's flat. <sighs> Isn't it? Especially when you go, I'm sure I plugged that in. Yeah. I am sure I plugged that in. It can literally fuck your day. Oh, yeah. Because especially if you've got to be on the run. Unless and you're, you're one of my kids who apparently they just, they just live for all of their devices being uncharged. Flat. Yeah. They just live for it. Mm. My phone's on, you know, on zero. My phone's mm. on two. On the red dot. Why don't you just yeah. charge your shit? Mm. I, I really thought we were going to, you know, pissed in his water bottle there. But she's <laughs> yeah. really, she's very subtle, isn't she? She's yeah. like, I move his lunch around in the fridge. But I see, I think pissing in the water bottle, it's like everyone's like, oh, whatever. Oh, okay. the, the, the laptop flat, I think, would drive someone <laughs> more crazy. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was reminding me of the actual film Gaslight. Yeah. Like it's so subtle. Mm. It's like she's literally just turning the oh. lights down just a tiny yeah. bit and then going, nah. Yeah. No, nah, it looks the same to me. Mm. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. God, it's infuriating my, and frightening. My, my food moving in the fridge at work wouldn't bother me that much, I don't think. If Do you, you know what I mean? Like if, I, if I brought a bolognese in from last night, put it in the fridge find in the bowl. It and you literally think. And it's on shelf three. 
Yeah, but then it, but then you're like, you can't find it anywhere, and it's in the crisper. That's a bit weird, but okay. Right? But maybe someone needed the space. But, oh, I'm not really that bothered. A lot, yeah, maybe I've had right. A lot, and then yeah. you're like, I don't want crisper bolognese. That's weird. And then the next day, you bring in your your, your chicken chow mein. <laughs> <laughs> you put it on shelf three. Yeah. And you go to get it at lunchtime, and it's in the cheese compartment. Oh, fucking, and you're yeah. like, guys, is anyone? And, and and the fridge is like quite orderly. Like this, it's not like it's full. Yes. You go, guys, is anyone moving my lunch? And everyone goes, no. What? Mm. Why would anyone do that? Mm. Lights are going down slightly. Gaslight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, also, has anyone oh, unplugged my laptop? No, who would do that? Also, he gets paid more than her. Yeah, of course he bloody does. I love her style. I think, oh, she's just going to think of lots more things to do. Just irritating little, little things to do. These things are uh, a little bit immature. Mm. I'm going to say it. Very. Why not just go into the boss and say, "Hey, old mate's getting paid this. Why don't I get paid the same?" Oh, as if that's going to work. Well, why not? Because the guy will go, "It's none of your business, mate." Oi. It's none of your business. It's none of your business. Yeah, of your what business. anyone else is getting paid? Fucking How about hell. you just concentrate on, on what, what you're, you're doing? doing? Yeah. That's, this is exactly what and they do. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. And 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 by the way, how would you know what anyone else is getting no, paid? I saw it on the bloody on the laptop. Well, I, why are you looking at his laptop? Because I pull it out and... Yeah, t- no, well, you shouldn't be looking at that. That's actually... If yeah. you focused a little bit more yeah. on what you're doing and a little bit less on what everyone else is doing, well, maybe you would be... You know what? I quit. Okay. Oh, okay. All of a sudden, I'll get some money. Yeah, I guarantee you. I a, lot, a lot of the time, if you... If, <laughs> I wasn't no, expecting no, that, no, I was going to say. No, 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 halfway but, through a record. No, I was not expecting that. No, but you know what I mean? Like, as in, oh, I, right, I sorry, think sometimes if you oh, pull sorry, the rug okay. out from underneath right. them... okay. This is we're workshopping this. I thought, okay. What do you mean? I wasn't quitting on the oh, podcast, right, but I'll, okay, I'll quit. Cool. I'll quit in private. Oh, okay, good, good, yeah. good, good. No, the um, I'll make you redundant. So yeah, <laughs> you won't have an opportunity. I get a payout. Oh fuck no! Okay, well I won't. I take that back. Okay, go on. <laughs> no, I think if you just, qu- I think also sometimes if you're getting a scenario like that, if you just that's very bags. That is very bags. What do you mean it's very bags? I quit. No, no. Actually, what you do is you you uh, get another job first. And then quit, uh, so that you're protected, and so therefore, uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. You can't uh, put up with people just saying you can't. You know, you shouldn't be paid more. You shouldn't don't be. Wor- shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Well, don't yeah, but think- that's also a woman's life, yeah. mind you. I but say that, that's, that. what, that's what this is. What I'm saying. This is how you fix it. You protect yourself by thank going you and so getting yourself. Much. Oh, don't fucking. On do behalf this of all the women listening, thank you so much. Tell us how to fix it. Go on. No. No. Go on. This is good advice. We did not know. I'm so so. I'm so glad you're here. Tell us how to fix it. No, no, tell us. No, come on. Tell us. This is how you is fix it. Is this me? Am I mansplaining right yeah, now? Yeah, tell us how we fix it because we, we did not know. Never I'm ask I'm just trying to help someone how if in that to fix dickhead boss situation. gender pay gap. This is, not a bo- this is not a gender pay gap. Well, it fucking is actually. This is just a pay rise situation. So, I'm so, we, never, we never got around to asking you. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I'm just saying thank you. What? No, you, what? You, you, yeah, it's fine. Okay, you know what? I, I get it. Do you get it? I'm, I'm being a mansplaining. But do you get it? Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. I'm mansplaining. Do you get it? Okay, but I'm. Isn't it helping? No. Okay. Well, however, with all of that said, I was always paid more than the men I worked with. Yeah, so I actually don't get. But it. what if there's someone listening to this right now that is like this girl? It's not fucking. <laughs> I know, but can't we agree yeah. that if she walks into her boss's office and goes, "This is bullshit." Well, not no, okay. Do it properly though. Do it how you actually I would do it. Don't know how to do it. Yeah, you can't do. Okay, you can't Michelle Laurie this either no. and walk in there and go, "This is bullshit." <laughs> You'd walk in there and go, "Hey, I've, I've I've got a feeling that old mate's got a nicer car than me out there and, and driving around a bit more. You know, yeah, he's got nicer holidays and than me. And it's bullshit. Is he getting paid more than it's what bullshit. I? Bullshit. He the doesn't same even. Work? He, his, his laptop's never even charged. He's a fuckhead. But yeah, we. That's not. So, that you're doing that. 
But you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't you can't just well, tell me how to do it. How do I how I'm do not I tell you my... how to do it? <laughs> how do I I'm trying to help the lady with the fucking problem. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I say just keep moving his lunch. No, that's a that is the shit advice. Why is it? Because just she knows how to live mo- her own life. No, she doesn't. She does. She's gone great. Get the money. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, filing that under. What we should do? We'll do this as an Instagram poll and see who. Um, oh, you know, actually, I I don't know why I'm saying this because the Instagram poll will be on your Instagram account. It'll be so unfair. <laughs> <laughs> No, it might not be. It might not no, be. It won't. You know what? We'll do it anyway, just so we can do laugh it. about it. Yes, do it. But it'll be like one percent. For bags, and, it might not be ninety nine. It will, you know, it will be. Well, I don't even know what the poll is yet. What is the poll? What's the question? Who's right? I don't even know what we're saying. Well, you're saying keep manipulating your shit, and I'm saying yeah. just go into the boss and ask for a pay rise. And if he doesn't give it to you, quit. Good, good question. Yeah, good options. Okay, good, good. Isn't that what we're saying? Yes. And you're also saying I'm mansplaining. Yeah, you can you throw that. Forget that. That's no. Don't complicate it. That's the, these. That's the poll options. Go. If you've got a secret you want to share it with Michelle, all you have to do is go to the link in the bio and we will get your secret on the next episode. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's magpie season. Yeah. And my mum hates them with a passion. I, yeah. I, they always attack her still and always have since she was little. And I, I say, say to her sometimes, is it your hair colour? Her hair colour's kind of golden. Mm. Little Edie, um, my little niece, has got the same beautiful, beautiful hair colour. But then she's like, well, no, because it's grey now. Like, mm. so it's not, <laughs> not golden. I don't know why. They just yeah. always attack her. But I, uh, we have magpies in the trees out the front of our house. I've never seen them swoop anybody, and I. Whoa, really? Yeah, no. Okay. No, never. And Especially I, now, like it's the season. Yeah, and we've been there a couple of years, and they have babies every year, and I always chat with them, and they're ever so sweet. I think, mm. and I believe that like crows, they um, have memories. Magpies, I've I've read that they remember the faces of people, and they can like mm. people or dislike them. And my mum feeds one. I was. Just about. I'm so it glad. Literally flies in, comes in, and she starts talking to it like you. Oh. Uh, and then she's like, "Oh, Penny's here. She wants food and all this kind of thing." And then they, but literally, it's to the point where you know she's almost handing the food into the bird's mouth now. I'm going to pick your brain about this because is that I'm, bad? No, that's great. I'm about to. You, you shouldn't be feeding while. Why animals. not? Oh no. Well. Unless you're feeding them something that's okay for them. And that's what I wanted to ask you. What does she feed them? Uh, bread and also, this could be bad, but uh, so don't 
contact us, Peter, but mince. I heard mince was the right thing. Great. So, <laughs> because I I started to think to myself recently, because I just chat with them, um, but then I thought, oh, well, actually, I might, st- and I always put water out for them when it's really hot. Mm. I thought, oh, maybe I'll start feeding them mints and maybe that will sort of shore up my relationship with them and keep them from swooping anybody. Sure. That's what I, you know, so I, w- I was going to ask listeners, and please still, I am interested in your thoughts. But yeah, um, your mum is DM. obviously doing it. Yeah, yeah, she's doing it. But they've got like the, the the water dragons and all that kind of stuff coming up to their place. They feed everything. Beautiful. It's like Ace Ventura Pet Detective at their place. So would I. I love that so yep. much. I really do. There's a. Um, I have some friends in Bendigo where the stupa is. Um, monks, Buddhist monks. There's a monastery there that I go and stay at sometimes, and they have a. Um, uh, a magpie who hangs around and they feed and he, he's been there for years and years and years and years and he just kind of eats anything they mm. chuck out veggies scraps or whatever but I I heard mince I wonder if it is it beef mince or yeah just just a you know like what you'd normally get put in your tacos yes I'm familiar with what beef mince is just, yes yeah a bit of that <laughs> but but I, but I meant like yeah so it's not chicken mince or no I don't think so it's, it's more that of just might a be beef. weird actually because yeah. that's a bird when maybe we shouldn't feed it another yeah. bird okay beef what uh, mince? do we know if it's the male or the female that's doing the swooping I don't know can we Google that Matt because yeah. it feels like it would be the mum like protecting their young yeah it does doesn't it. Or is it like dad's, is it is it dad dad's responsibility to get out there and get these fuckers away from yeah. the fucking nest? And maybe she's in there with the kids and he's going out and doing all that business. You're right. So it the the mums with the kids with the eggs, mm. and it's the male magpies that are doing the swooping. Ooh, it's the fellas. It's the fellas getting out there. Mm-hmm. Feed the man meat. Yeah. So with your mum, <laughs> are you thinking? <laughs> are you thinking like what, give a helmet with this? You know the <laughs> stack hat with zip ties out the top. <laughs> That's so funny. I am going to do that. That's mom. brilliant. Would she? I'll make if it. If she's whinging, just give it to her. She's always. When's whinging. her birthday? The twenty first of December. Okay, so, so it's out of the season. Oh, but look, ne- it, never a bad time year. for a gift. It's never a bad time for a gift, and I think that is too funny. And I will make her put it on for a photo. <laughs> she does love a silly thing to do, so I will make her do that for a photo. That's too funny. A little stat I can see here. Yeah. It's about, you know, maybe magpies have the wrong rap. Tell because me. no female magpies will swoop. Mm. 100% they won't do it. They won't do it. They won't do it. And only... 90% of male magpies won't swoop either. Shut up. So who are these so 10% fucking 10%? of only the male ones. 10% assholes. Like the loud minority. Yeah, they really the are. The vocal minority. The vocal minority. Isn't that incredible? And yet people are so... Like my mum just hates them with a... Is terrified of them. Terrified. God. That's an amazing stat. Yeah. Because it's so hectic when it does happen. Oh, you yeah, think, yeah. You think it's, it's way horrible. more prevalent than it is. I think it's only happened to me once in my life, yeah. but I can remember the yep. sound, you yeah. know, when they get to your, On your ear. ear? Yes. Yeah. It's so frightening. And it unclipped my earring and it made my oh. ear bleed a little bit. It was oh. pretty. And it's I was intense. A kid. Yeah. I was like seven or eight. Especially if you're on a bike. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I love all this. Well, there you go. That's why, because I've just got a little peaceful community of magpies out the front of my house. That's yeah. why they're not snoop. Snooping, swooping anybody, mm. and we got crows as well. Altona magpies. Oh, so laid back, mate. <laughs> just Westies, you know, just good old what Westies. Suburb, what suburb is your mum in? Oh, she's in Altona she's as well. She's three blocks away from me, mate. Yeah, okay. Yes. So, what's going on there? Why is she's swoopable? <laughs> I could swoop her yeah. every now and then. Yeah. I could go for her. Yeah. <laughs>
boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Just give her a clout over the ear. Totally. You know, she's just that kind of woman. Yeah. That is it for today's episode. As always, please give us a review on Apple, a star rating, and also a star rating on Spotify as well. If you can share this podcast with your friends, we would absolutely love that. And don't forget, if you want more Can We Be Real, we also give you a bonus bedroom banter. You can subscribe through the Apple app. Just click the links. You know, yep. you know, you know where to they go. They know how to you click. You know what to do. Click stuff. Uh, and you can subscribe to get fortnightly bonus episodes, early access, and ad-free content every single week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.